2: Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy, Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. It's the Wednesday edition of Locked On Rams. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN, and you get $10 off your first order. So we are back here on the Wednesday edition. Really great to be back on the mic. We are down to three days a week. So this week we are Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We've got a special episode coming to you guys tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Kind of a roundtable discussion. And I'll let them kind of explain it tomorrow. But we have a really good uh, special episode that's going across the whole network. So I hope you guys enjoy that. I know I'm really excited to hear that. Uh, But for today, we got Jake Ellenbogen with us. Always Probably my favorite guest here on Lockdown Rams. Jake, welcome to the show. How you doing, my friend?
3: Oh, I'm great there. Thanks for having me on. Um,
2: You know, I'm excited to talk some uh, football with you. And that's what we're doing today. We're getting back. We've had some really fun conversations over the past couple weeks, kind of going back in the history books. You did a really fun Madden series where you played uh, basically the greatest Rams team possible versus another greatest Rams team possible, uh, which is really fun. But we're going to get back to kind of today's uh, football today's era we're gonna talk a little bit of all of it today we're gonna talk O line we're gonna talk qB1 we're gonna talk a little bit of the defense as well as uh, gonna put you on the spot a little bit later in the show for a breakout candidate in 2020. so uh, with all that good stuff you guys know where to find us you can find Jake at JK DtR as well as uh, downtown Rams. You can find me at la underscore rambling bear as well as lockdown rams, all accounts as far as that goes. Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Himalayas, where you find the podcast. Hit subscribe. We always appreciate hearing from you guys. So feel free to reach out with any comments, questions, or concerns. So all that good stuff out of the way. Let's just jump into today's show. With this downtime leading into the 2020 season, it's ranking season in the NFL. So let's look and see where some of the national experts have placed the Rams in certain categories. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams. I'm joined by Jake Ellenbogen of the Downtown Sports Network, and this is your lead story. Jake, with this being one of the quiet times in the NFL as we're leading closer under 100 days to the NFL season, we see people from different media outlets putting up a ranking list, and no matter if you buy into them or not, there's always a fun debate that kind of comes out the other end of this. So uh, I want to chat over a few of those here in our first segment. Uh, One that really caught my eye the other day was... The ranking of O lines in the NFL, and it was put together by Gil Brandt. Uh, and it maybe it wasn't so much of a ranking; he kind of tweeted it out. Uh, and Gil's no slouch. I mean, he's a former VP, a player personnel with the Cowboys from the '60 to '89, uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer, 2019. Uh, and here's what he said: He said, "I was thinking about the best offensive lines in the NFL. There are six I came up with. How do you rank them? And who am I missing?" And he put the 49ers, the Colts, the Cowboys, the Saints. And the Rams. And he actually had the Rams as fifth there. Uh, it was interesting. Greg Rosenthal uh, replied to that and said, putting the Rams on this list, it validates the rest of the list. Uh, he replied to that. Gil said, too much PFF groupthink. Now I know why Andrew Whitworth has left Twitter. So Jake, when you take a look at this, and we've both complained enough about the Rams O-line, but we also have some hope for them. Uh, do you see them as a top six or how far off do you think Gil is?
3: So... I think Gil is a legend and I mean, I think everyone knows that, but I don't know if I necessarily agree with them being that high. I am higher on them than the consensus. Uh, apparently I'm not the highest on them, but right. uh, I think that they could be top 10. I think, you know, you look towards the end of the year. I like the way they played, uh, you know, as a collective unit. Now they're going to be getting Rob Havenstein back and, uh, you know, it's going to be really interesting. You know, competition is everything. Uh, you know, it's not a monopoly at guard. You know, you're not going to have, two guards and that's it. You're going to have a bunch of guys going at it. And I think it's going to make everyone better. You know, you talk about having guys like Joe Noboom and having guys like, you know, David Edwards and, uh, you know, and now adding Tremaine Ancrum to the fray. Um, and then, you know, whether Bobby Evans gets a run at guard or not, we'll see. Uh, but, you know, I think all of that is just going to make these guys better in the long run. So I think now you have uh, the experience factor, you have the draft capital that you've spent on these guys and these guys have had experience i mean you know no boom he played in a super bowl i I think people need to realize that he wasn't a starter but he did play a little bit in the super bowl uh you just you have that experience factor and that's huge uh then when those guys go down uh last year uh no boom and of course Allen, who i'm probably the the lowest on of the group um probably demby is the lowest and then Allen, but you know, when they those two went down, it opened up the doors for an Edwards, for a Bobby Evans right. you know, to actually be able to play. And it opened up the doors for the Rams to finally move Austin Blythe back to center, which he originally was with the Indianapolis Colts before they waved him.
2: Yeah, and I think that's the good point here, right, is we don't look at our offensive line and go, man, dominant from left to right. But you see depth and you see opportunity and you see a lot of young guys creating competition to kind of fill those maybe three spots right you think Andrew Whitworth on the left uh you mentioned Austin Blight at center i think that was the reason for bringing him back on a one year deal and and all signs are pointing to him having really the first crack at it maybe he doesn't win that job but i think he is uh it's his to lose at this point point. and then Rob Havenstein returning and being healthy last year was a really big down year for him if he can kind of turn it back uh, but you also realize that there's a couple of those second year guys that you mentioned that are going to have a crack at other positions, depending on where it goes. That's David Everts, Bobby Evans, um, Austin Corbett, who I'm like still want to see more of because oh, I go I, back I to forgot
3: him. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Austin Corbett. So yeah, because
2: I, I go back to these like these transitional players, and I go back to Dante Fowler a lot. Came over mid season, performed pretty well, but then that off season, he really. Grew And yes, he has guys like Aaron Donald on the front to help him out, but uh, Austin Corbett or that left guard is going to have Andrew Whitworth right there to help him out. So uh, I'm really curious to see who kind of rises to the top and competition is something that I absolutely love at this position. Uh, again, I'm I'm with you. I'm not sure this is a top six group, but again, I think uh, by the end of the year, I think they can kind of find themselves potentially as a top 10 group. Uh, If they can work together, especially if the Rams are going to try to go a little more 12 personnel and help some of that protection. So um, that's the offensive line chat. Speaking of that, one of the guys that plays big time off of that is QB1. Uh, Quickly, another list that caught my eye. uh, And this one still isn't complete. And I'm not saying I'm a huge fan of this guy or I'm against this guy, Chris Sims. But he's created his ranking of QBs. And Jared Goff came in at number 24 on his list Uh, just in front of Drew Locke and Joe Burrow, and right behind Sam Darnold. So Jared Goff was 24, Sam Darnold was 23, followed by Daniel Jones at 22, Baker Mayfield 21, your favorite guy, Jimmy G, at 20, and then Derek Carr at 19. So how do you feel about where he lands on the list coming off of a down year? Does it make sense to you, or do you think he deserved to be ahead of some of these young guys like Darnold, Daniel Jones, and Baker Mayfield?
3: Well, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think I know, you know, Jared Goff played uh, not the best last year, but let's not act like Baker Mayfield played any better. Uh, Baker Mayfield had not had a better season than Goff, arguably, in his entire career. So I don't know how he is better than Jared Goff. And this is coming from somebody that likes Baker Mayfield. Uh, With that being said, Derek Carr, that's laughable. I think Derek Carr is one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league, and I think Marcus Mariota is better than him. Uh, and he'll be starting by the end of the year. Uh, mark my words. But, um, you know, then Jimmy Garoppolo is a, a total joke uh, to, to put him ahead of Goff. Um, I, I mean, I think people forget at one point, like the Rams, while their defense came on strong in the Super Bowl season, Jared Goff had two almost perfect games. He had a perfect game. He threw uh, against the Minnesota Vikings week four on Thursday night football. That is the greatest game that I've seen in the last 10 years of any quarterback. And then he had a near perfect game against the Kansas city chiefs who were by all means, probably the best team in the league. Yeah. Aside from the Rams. So I I mean, the idea that like Jimmy Garoppolo is better than him. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo has never had to carry a team before, you know, Jared Goff has had to get, you know, has had to get things going. And, you could say he's got weapons i could also say jimmy g has weapons i mean it's ridiculous and then you said sam darnold look sam darnold i'm a usc trojans fan i also like the kansas jayhawks of course but i do like the usc trojans i've been watching those two teams uh in football Uh, i like the kansas jayhawks for basketball but uh, i do like usc for football i've liked them since i was a child and I followed USC. I still follow them to this day, and I watched the last same Darnold, and I fell in love with Darnold, okay? I thought Darnold was going to be, like, a top quarterback in the draft. And, I mean, sure enough, he was. But um, my biggest thing with Darnold is that he can't stay healthy. You know, so far, he hasn't shown that he can stay healthy. He also is making the same mistakes Jameis Winston makes, and Jameis Winston gets called out for. But, I mean, Darnold's making those as well. And I just don't understand the ideology that he would be ahead of Jared Goff. And then Daniel Jones, that's also laughable. Look, Daniel Jones is proving people wrong that doubted him. But Daniel Jones also has a long way to go. Like to say that those guys are ahead of Jared Goff is just a flat out joke. I mean, like Derek Carr has the experience, but Derek Carr, I don't know if he's ever been better than Jared Goff. Maybe Jared Goff's, you know, you know, 2016 season. Sure. But I mean. I just think it's it's ridiculous to even go there. So yeah,
2: you know, I want to double I, down on a couple of those because I totally agree. And I think uh, the big thing is what he was kind of saying is like, well, you know, the rest of the Rams were very crucial on you know Jared Goff's success, but he's had success. And if you look at some of these quarterbacks, yes, very early in their career. Uh, but if you're not going to give credit for what Jared Goff has done in the past with some of those great seasons, yes, last year was a down year. Uh, I can't really give you credit for. Advanced credit for guys like Sam Darnold, uh, Daniel Jones, and even Baker Mayfield. That guy's been so inconsistent as far as turnovers uh, and and timely uh, points in the game. And talk about Uh, the
3: weapons. Like you have Odell Beckham Jr., who I believe is the best receiver when healthy in football. Yeah. You have Jarvis Landry. Rashard Higgins is very good. You may not know him, but Rashard Higgins is a good football player. You know, they they have uh, Khalil. uh, Sorry, not Khalil uh they have uh hodge um cadero hodge you know it, it's like they, they have guys like they have yeah. joku they have chubb they, they you know they have uh um, very
2: good point very good point because if you look at the yeah. jets and the giants there's not there as far as the sporting cast yet jimmy g uh his sporting cast was three awesome running backs and he had some timely throws but again um you know Still don't see it. Derek Carr, I'm totally with you. I just don't see it. It's interesting. I can't wait to see the rest of this list so I can maybe fill in where I think Jared Goff uh, should be placed in this. But I definitely, of the ones we know, all the way down to 19, Jared Goff's 24. Uh, I definitely think he is better and deserves some credit there. But maybe this is one of those things. Puts a little chip on your shoulder. Don't mind that at all. Come to this season. Get back to what we saw in 17 and 18 and kind of come back next year and try to come attack this list. Obviously, Jared Goff probably doesn't think this is important, but you get what I'm saying here. Um, I actually want to stick to this offense. I got a little bit more to kind of dive into here, looking at the future for the Rams and a big year for Jared Goff in 2020. We'll talk about that next. We got more Jake Ellenbogen Wednesday edition Lockdown Rams right after this. But if Jared Goff's really looking for that bounce back year, maybe it starts by the best protein bar in the planet. And I'm talking about Built Bar. This is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They got 16 amazing flavors. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Not those old dried out, chalky protein bars. Built Bar really understands it. Plus, it's packed with a bunch of awesome stuff. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. And because you are a loyal listener of Lockdown Rams, they're giving you $10 off your first order. There's 18 bars per box So head over to BuiltBar.com and the promo code LOCKEDON. Get the $10 off and start enjoying these bars today. Don't just take my word for it. Order them and try them for yourselves. Tag me if you get some. Let me know what you think. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON.
1: The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Let's pick up where we left off. We're talking Jared Goff. We're talking this offense. we got the O-line in our eyes trending up in some sort of fashion, right? Finished the season really strong. Got a lot of depth there. Uh, 12 personnel also kind of trending right now in, in the idea of what we might see. They finished that way. Run game, I think, is trending up. Uh, obviously, you got rid of Todd Gurley. No more injury questions. You got three guys back there that can really define uh, certain roles. If they can see some success, we can understand that that uh, run game could be trending. Am I crazy to believe that the Rams can be a lot better on the offense side of the ball than most people think?
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, the, the thing is like, you know, we were talking about Jared Goff and everything, Like you know, the Rams um, just in general, uh, just because I, I do want to go back to, to when we were talking about Jared Goff. Um, I do want to let people know I had Jared Goff ranked at, at 14th overall. Um, I think that's you know, pretty. I've that's about where that. I
2: have it internally in my head is right in that middle teen area uh, with an opportunity to move. Right.
3: Yeah, of course. Like, I mean, I, I think, you know, it's like the same thing when I said Corey Littleton was the fourth best linebacker in football. Like, I've done my research. I've looked into it. And you guys have to realize that, like, the Keekleys of the world are retiring. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's gone. And then you look at quarterback, it's like, well, Peyton Manning isn't around anymore. Tom Brady is falling down. I mean, whether you want to admit it or not, Tom Brady's falling down. Uh, You know, there are new guys in the fray. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, we don't know how he's going to be an entire year coming back from, you know, missing an entire year of, of, you know, football. I mean that's the thing is like golf can move up and it's honestly kind of a shame that like, say somebody like Jameis Winston, who I think actually put together a really good year aside from the interceptions. And I think a lot of it was because of Bruce Arians and, you know, obviously we can go back to history and it shows that, you know, Carson Palmer led the league interceptions and uh, you know, of course, Andrew Luck did and, and James Winston all in the first seasons with uh, Bruce Arians. Uh, but I think somebody like him could argue that he's in the top 15. So i just i do have issues with that list i also felt like towards the end we were just kind of you know listing however we wanted i mean there's no way that you can say to a tag you know to a tag of loa is that much worse than you know Taysom hill i mean Taysom hill's thrown like 11 17 passes 17. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know what i mean it's like why is Taysom hill even on this list you know what i mean yeah. justin herbert's better than trubisky and haskins but we've never seen herbert play so like i i don't understand how that would be the case and then how are you quantifying that uh you know gardner Minshew isn't on the same tier as any of the rookies that were you know he played with that year when arguably gardner Minshew might have been the best quarterback of the bunch um and playing with like literally nothing around him and then teddy Bridgewater who went undefeated for the saints He's 29th. Like, I, I don't understand. And, and this is coming from somebody that's never been a huge Teddy Bridgewater fan. But right. I just had to bring that up because it, it's, it was on my mind. And, like, I like Chris Sims. But Chris Sims, from the moment I listened to Sims the Lefkoe, it was a show that I, I loved listening to. But even at times, I would get annoyed because it was constantly like, yeah, well, Jared Goff really isn't that good. Like, he would... You know, he's got a lot of weapons and like what Sean McVay does. And, and when he brought up the whole, you know, Sean McVay telling him the plays in the huddle or whatever, I just thought it was a little ignorant. Uh, so I, I don't know if we you know what it is about him and, and if he has it out for golf. It seems like he does. But I, I just I have to let people know that golf is not a bad quarterback. I give him flack because I feel like he's capable of right. being very, very, very good. And I feel like sometimes he continues to throw off his back foot and he has a lot of these mechanical flaws that it seems like he corrected, uh, you know, mid 2018. And then you saw 2019 that, like, he relearned all those issues all over yeah. again, like constantly throwing off his back foot and throwing those ducks.
2: Definitely. And I think a lot of that came from the inconsistency up front. You go back to the stat of that offensive line. They were the least or Jared Goff was the least, uh, sack quarterback, Due to his offensive line, they gave up the least amount of sacks uh, in 2019. But that didn't mean that he wasn't under pressure, right? He was throwing the football away, a lot of turnovers. Uh, so there still needs to be things cleaned up. But I think that was part of it, right? He just didn't never look comfortable early in the season back there. And you talked about some of those uh, bad mechanics that maybe he dipped back to. So it's a big prove year for him. I definitely understand that. 2020 is going to be a lot on his shoulders, especially when you look at his running backs and there's not a ton of experience outside of Malcolm Brown there. Uh, And then you're looking at Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Those guys are awesome uh, wide receivers to have. But you also have Tyler Higby. So he's going to have to lean and become more of that point guard that we saw in that 17 and 18 season and just kind of distribute the ball, take care of it and really come in strong. So it's a big year for him. Uh, I totally agree on that. But I think we're also on the same page. Uh, that he is has this potential to be a lot better than what we saw last year. So uh, we're gonna have to wait and see because uh, you know the team has not come together yet and that kind of leads me to the next conversation according to Albert Breer of Monday morning quarterback, the Rams will o- reopen their facility, the coaches on June 15th, I believe that's Monday. Uh, but it's on an optional basis. In other words, if coaches want to go back to the building next Monday, they can, but if they want to keep working from home, that's also allowed. The Rams have done really well so far at working remotely from everything that they've put out. Uh, Some of the NFL coaches are already returning. Uh, You're looking at Zach Taylor in the Bengals, Mike Tomlin of the Steelers, and Matt LaFleur of the Packers have all kind of returned to the facility. How encouraged are you by this step, and what are your thoughts as far as how the Rams have been handling all this so far? And do you think they need to run right back into the building, if allowed?
3: Yeah, I don't know, Um, because, you know, I guess it really depends on the comfortability right now. You know, if they feel like they can get things done in a more, you know, timely fashion and, and things are going well working from home, then, I mean, I guess they would, they should just continue doing that until it's, you know, they, they feel comfortable. I think that's why they leave it up to the option because, you know, you don't actually know. Everyone has a different circumstance. Um, I still, I I will say this to you, Bear, I still, for the life of me, don't understand how all these, you know, millions of dollars we're talking about. These athletes are being paid and these coaches are being paid and they can't get like a decent webcam. You notice that? Like it's like <laughs> yeah they're doing all this Zoom stuff and it's like they weren't prepared for this. So like their webcam, it looks like it's like one of those old webcams I used for AIM Messenger or whatever. Like it's like way out there and like the quality's awful. But that's neither here nor there. My point is that it's either going to work you know, one way or the other, people are going to want to go back or people are going to want to stay in. I think you're more likely to see a Belichick and his squad go back before a Sean McVay and the Rams, who are, you know, obviously McVay is more of a hes a newer coach. He's more adapted to today's lifestyle, whereas, you know, Belichick is, I'm not going to say set in his ways, but right. you know what I mean? Like yeah, older, and it's just, I feel like the older coaches will likely want to just be back in the building where I feel like you know the Shanahans, the McVay's, the honestly, I'm a little surprised Zach Taylor's one of them that's going. But those type of guys, I would imagine, will probably stay home a little bit longer than the others.
2: Yeah, and I'm curious because Lesne said many a times, they've been doing these type of meetings for a couple of years. So they were kind of a step ahead uh compared to some of the teams in the NFL. And if they've really found a way to hone it in and find good value in what they're doing there isn't really a point to coming in especially when it's a limited basis and certain coaches maybe it's nice for those guys to get together for morale sake but it seems like uh the rams have kind of put themselves in a good place both mentally and while taking advantage of what they can right now so we'll see how it all goes i think it's going to get really interesting we've heard a lot of the rules and regulations coming out that um you know, in the locker room six feet apart and how they're going to try to implement to get players back in. Uh, So we'll see just what it's going to be like and when the Rams are going to come back. We'll find out on Monday if they head back to the facility or not. Uh, But definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, But lastly, I want to jump it over to the defense side of the ball. So we'll step away really quick. We got more Jake Ellenbogen. We're talking talking defense and potential breakout stars in 2020. Now, if we're talking breakout stars, we've got to mention rockauto.com. This is a family-owned business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com, shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. With ever-increasing numbers in manufacturers and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain front store. Why endure the often pointless and seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brands his warehouse happens to carry? Instead, you have a computer with access to rockauto.com home and in your pocket. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available to your vehicle and choose the brands and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see the parts that are available for your car or truck. Write in locked on in the how did you hear about us section so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fancy Football, with
0: your Locked On Fancy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fancy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry, you can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider.
2: So, Jake, as you look at this defense, and there's so much to get excited about, obviously it starts up front with Aaron Donald, which is just the greatest thing ever to always have him uh, as the go-to guy. And it's funny, I saw recently, as we're talking lists, I saw a redrafting over the past five years. And still, Aaron Donald was drafted fifth. It was shocking to me that he wasn't a... Uh, First of all, first overall pick, I get it. You want a quarterback, whatever, maybe. But top three, he dropped a five to the Dolphins. That kind of still got me. I I mean, I think that would be huge value if you redrafted and got Aaron Donald at five. That would be amazing. Uh, But looking at that secondary, I'm really excited. Taylor Rapp, John Johnson coming back. Uh, You look at Terrell Burgess being added, Troy Hills coming off, you know, one of his better uh, seasons with the Rams, and then Darius Williams, who finished the season as the best cornerback from week 12 to 17 uh, really excited about that group and then jalen ramsey and the nice thing is they keep pitching to us that jalen ramsey's a DB not a cornerback that he can do multiple things he's that smart and that Brandon staley you know it, it all seems all signs seem to be pointing that he's gonna move him around a little bit uh talk to me about the flexibility of jalen ramsey and how crazy good can this secondary be if up front holds tight and if we can find some core in the middle linebackers but this secondary talk to me about your thoughts
3: Yeah, so I think it's pretty well known, you know, Jalen Ramsey can play safety or corner. Uh, You know, there are guys like that, like Derwin James is an example. Um, You know, just guys that have really fluid hips can move very well in space, uh, can work in between the numbers or outside the numbers, you know, as a boundary corner or, you know, as a slot corner, uh, but can also play, you know, center field. And, you know, the key to that is you have to have uh, somebody that has the athleticism at the back end and, and you know, somebody like Jalen Ramsey does somebody like Derwin James does, obviously Eddie Jackson does. So, uh, you know, I think m- more or less they might use Jalen Ramsey kind of like how I've been saying how the Rams needed an Eddie Jackson type of guy uh, right. for the Vic Fangio scheme. If that's how that's going to happen. Um, I think it's very imperative because, you know, the thing with the, the bears of 2018 is that they tried to impose their will off the defensive line, you know, having guys like Khalil Mack and Leonard Floyd and, uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, Akeem Hicks. But on top of that, they were really feisty because if they didn't hit the quarterback and you know, at least they pressured him long enough, he could make a, de- he could make a wrong decision. So you had right. uh, basically Prince Amukamara and Kyle Fuller playing bump and run. And uh, you basically just said, you know what, go out there, cover your guy. And then what's going to happen is, you know, the quarterback is going to get baited because we believe in your ability to cover man to man. And we're going to play one safety out in center field. And that safety is going to be able to cover the length of the field and cut off any passes thrown over there. And that's the thing. That's why Eddie Jackson was arguably the defensive player of the year after Aaron Donald, in my opinion, because he allowed that to happen. When you have a guy that has that range, that can happen. And so what you saw is oftentimes you had a quarterback that thought, well, I only see one safety. There's no way he's going to get over that side of the field. I think I got this. And I trust my receiver, say Larry Fitzgerald against the Kyle Fuller. Well, the thing is, Kyle Fuller didn't even have to do much of his job because even if you're trying to throw Larry Fitzgerald, guess what? Eddie Jackson was right there. So that's the thing is like, I don't know 100% if you should just completely take, you know, Ramsey and move him to safety. I'm not saying that you should, but I am saying that you could in situations where you know that, you know, teams are more prone to go deep down the field and you have somebody like Garoppolo last year who won a game against the Rams by kind of throwing a heave down the field to Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, I know people know what I'm talking about. Um, that doesn't happen if you have somebody like Jalen Ramsey playing in that. I think that's situation. what I'm
2: absolutely. I think that's what I'm absolutely excited about this team right now. Is looking at the ability to one play, you give them this look of outside corner of Jalen Ramsey, and then uh, maybe the next possession you come back and he's all of a sudden in the middle of the field. And as a quarterback, you're trying to always pick up maybe where he is and some of the other guys are at. Uh, and it really puts you on the spot to continue to be on your toes and find different ways to get around that. Uh, quick follow-up question: um, Who do you think leads the team in interceptions uh, next year for the Rams?
3: Um, that's an interesting one, but I'll I'll go Jalen Ramsey. Um, okay, you know I, I, could I like- definitely see John Johnson. I could definitely see Darius Williams to be quite honest, but I I'm gonna go Dar-
2: <laughs> I'm gonna go Jalen Ramsey. I'm glad you said that because I could see like three guys with, you know, four interceptions or three interceptions and have like a battle almost near to the end. And you talked about Darius Williams right there at the end. I mean, this guy really almost should have had four interceptions in just his four games that he played or whatever it was near the end of the season yeah. where he got a lot of time. He dropped uh, two. Yeah, he dropped two and one was an interception that they ended up calling uh I think it was pass interference or defensive holding and it came back and the guy slipped. So uh there was a potential for him to really have huge numbers to close out the year. I uh, will have to keep an eye to see what his playing time is. But if he can produce the way he did that way, it very well could lead the team in interceptions as well. Uh, the last question I got for you, and this could go offense, this can go defense. But when you look at this roster, uh, outside of kind of the big names that we constantly talk about, who is kind of your under the radar player breakout star of 2020 that you're excited about?
3: Yeah, this is a tough one for me because, you know, I really feel like. You can't put Cam Akers because he, you know, was the first pick in this draft. You can't really even put Van, Van Jefferson because he was the second pick in this draft. Uh, I don't even think you could pick Burgess. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to say, wow, this is kind of tough, honestly. Um, screw it. I'm going to say Daryl Henderson uh, because I think nice. that, you know, at the end of the day, and, and this is, I figured out my comparison for the Rams backfield. The Rams backfield is is going to be a lot like Shanahan's uh, backfield, uh, you know, running back by committee with Malcolm Brown. But make no mistake, that won't be the case moving forward. I think in the future, I think it's going to be the Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, one 2 punch show similar to D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart of the Carolina Panthers a few, you know, many years ago. Um, I think that's what you're looking at. I think they're two guys that have you know different types of strengths. Uh, you look at Cam Akers, I think he can be your complete back. Um, you know he's got the size; he's not a Todd Gurley at six foot one, but he's you know five eleven. Uh, he's 21 years old, so he's pretty young. Uh, and this is somebody that has already had experience running behind literally nothing uh, on the offensive line. I mean the the post Jimbo Fisher era of Florida State football is probably what you would call the bubonic plague era. Yeah, sad, very, (laughs) very, it's it's very bad. So, you know, he is used to running when there's nothing around him. So that's only going to make him a better runner. Uh, But he, you know, he finishes runs. He he puts his head down, he finishes runs, he runs through arm tackles, he runs through, you know, full on, uh, you know, we're talking, you know, wrap up type of tackles, form tackles, uh, you know, has a nice stiff arm can make a man miss. I mean, he, he has home run speed. I mean, he has, got, he's got that four yeah. four speed, but Daryl Henderson also has that speed. Yes. Daryl Henderson is shiftier. He's smaller. He's slippery. And I think he's going to have the ability to make uh you know, pass, he has, he's going to be able to make something happen out of the backfield as far as uh in the the passing game. So, I think they both will, but I think these two are going to complement each other so well, and I think that was the Rams' vision all along. You probably look to start Malcolm Brown to start the season. Um, you know, the Rams tend to kind of go easy on the rookies. They've been doing it since, you know, Aaron Donald in the, the previous regime with Jeff Fisher uh, and, of course, Todd Gurley. Uh, but, you know, I think you, you'll have that honeymoon phase with, with Malcolm Brown, uh, you know, getting, you know, the introductory part over with and then they'll probably start to go more to acres and daryl henderson and i'm not going to say that they'll phase brown out uh but i definitely could see them uh you know doing so at later on in the year maybe just focusing I think... more on developing acres and henderson and then next year not bringing back brown and maybe just keeping you know john kelly as a third guy or xavier jones because i think you know right. the thing that's worth mentioning is they the Rams organization since Les Snead has been there have hit home runs on UDFAs. And yep. that has definitely been the case. I think Trey Watts was a good one. And he unfortunately just, you know, didn't get really much of an opportunity. And uh, Malcolm Brown is another one, you know, former, I, and I want to go uh, recruit from high school, you know, and he went to Texas and went UDFA. Like, you know, I think that's kind of the route they'll go, but I think those are the two guys and Daryl Henderson, since everyone just wants to forget about this guy, I think he's your sleeper breakout player.
2: Yeah, and I, I want to really quickly touch on Malcolm Brown. I think it may look like we saw last season. Malcolm Brown, the first couple of games, kind of took that lead, especially in the Carolina game. Really, you know, got a lot of those goal line carries, um, saw early action, and then we kind of phased him out. Then he got injured, and we had to deal with that. And uh, so we'll see where where he does uh, go. But I still think at the end of the day, it's going to be, um, you know each running back is going to have a role in this system when do they really cement that is it week three is it week five is it week six uh, we'll see hopefully earlier than later i always go back to sean McVay last year about week 11 or 12 saying we have no identity uh, on our offense and hopefully we can figure it out a little bit earlier than we did last year uh real quick i want to say one of my breakout stars and i'm digging deep here i just got off uh the phone here with Matt Williamson and Brian Peacock of Locked On NFL National Show. So go check that out. I think they just posted it right now here on Wednesday. Um but Jakai Polite, I mean I'm going deep, y'all. I'm going out of the practice squad. This guy was a you know a third round pick uh before he was released by the Jets within a couple weeks. Obviously, he had some off the field issues. He came in kind of overweight, all those type of things. But if you go back to 2018, uh, 17 and a half tackles for loss, 11 sacks, both were team highs over at Florida. Uh, he led all of college football with six force six force fumbles. Oh, the man just found a way to make plays. And he's been stacked up on our roster for a year, working with the guys, getting ready. And if he is ready, there is an opening uh, coming off the edge. The other one I think I'd put there kind of right next to him is Obo Okoronkwo. They are going to get opportunities. Can they take advantage of that? Uh, that's going to be the question, but those two guys, I'm really excited to see uh, what the development has been over a year. Obviously, Obo had a lot of injuries, so if he's healthy, and same with Ja'Kai Polite, just want to know where he's at physically, mentally, what the Rams think, and if he gets a chance. I mean, he didn't, you know, there weren't talks about him being a late first rounder, second rounder guy that, and then there was value in the third uh, for no reason. So that's probably one of my my deep pulls. There is what's happening with ja- Ja'Kai Polite. Uh, but we'll find out and see how that all kind of shakes out. Guys, don't forget, uh, go check Jake out over at Downtown Rams. They recently, in the last week, posted their 300th episode. Awesome. They had Dick Vermeil on. They had JB Long. They had a few other guests on there. So if you didn't get a chance, go listen to that. Congratulations, Jake. I'm putting up 300 podcasts. That's amazing. That's a lot of content. Uh, we've been telling people forever. Downtown Rams is putting it up. Now they got the Downtown Rams Network teams all over the place. So congratulations. That means uh, a lot to see you doing that from another podcaster. I totally tip the hat to you, my friend. I can't wait till uh, next week or the week after. Whenever we get you back on, I can't wait to talk to you again and keep diving into this because we are under 100 days. I think we're about 95 days away now, uh, maybe a little bit less towards football. So it's getting closer, and we've got probably some more lists to break down, but we appreciate you and look forward to talking to you again.
3: Oh, absolutely. It's always a pleasure to have, um, you know, be, be able to be on here and, and be able to have these conversations with you and, uh, you know, appreciate you as, as a friend and, and as a supporter of my work and Alexa's work and Blaine's work and everyone's work over at DTR and, and what you've, uh, you know, met you know for for us there but also you know just the fact that you would even promote DTSN you know that means a lot um you know obviously we have all sorts of conversations all the time you know we're buds but uh appreciate it Brad I really do um 300 is is very special DTR is not going anywhere so I I hope that that, that's pretty much you know in stone so I, I I like your
2: pick of uh, Jakai Polite as well. Thank I, you, I, my friend. You know, that's my guy. I, mean, I, you I know. know. I, I knew <laughs> you'd like that one. Even as I had it ready, I was like, I, I wonder how deep down he's going to go because I'm going, you know, practice squad type of stuff. So uh, I knew you'd like that one. Uh, we appreciate everything you're doing. Guys, don't forget coming up tomorrow, we got our special episode. Stay tuned for that. I'll be back on Friday. Uh, to kind of recoup a little bit more, get back into some Rams focus to kind of finish you for the week. Three episodes a week right now. We appreciate you guys. But with that said, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time.
0: Peace.